so much of Rosh Hashanah is centered around sound and especially hearing sounds. Think about this for a moment. All throughout the holiday, we encounter this theme over and over again. In fact, the very heartbeat of Rosh Hashanah is the sounding of the shofar. That is why the biblical name for Rosh Hashanah, as we talked about last night, is Yom Teruah, literally the day of sounding. And what is the blessing that we recite before sounding or hearing the shofar? Vetzivanu lishmoa kol shofar. Blessed are you, Adonai, who commanded us to hear the sound of the shofar. The very bracha, the very blessing that we recite over the central act of Rosh Hashanah is to hear sounds. Furthermore, all throughout the Torah service of Rosh Hashanah, this theme of listening and hearing appears over and over again. We heard in Genesis 21 where God grants Abraham and Sarah a son, Isaac, right? That God heard their pleas throughout their lives that God would finally hear their cries and grant them a son. And God did so by giving them Isaac. But when Hagar and Ishmael are sent away, we repeatedly read that God hears the voice of the child and answers their cries for help. In the Haftarah of 1 Samuel 1 and 2, God hears Hannah's cries and grants her a child, Shmuel, which literally means God hears. Shmuel also, as he gets older, he goes to serve Eli, the high priest who teaches Shmuel how to hear the voice of God, which would eventually lead Shmuel to becoming the first or one of, not the first, but one of Israel's great prophets. Sound is so central to Rosh Hashanah that, even, that we even learn that the sounds of the shofar can change us and the world. It's what we discussed last night. That in Psalm 89, it tells us, Ashrei ha'am yodei teruah, Adonai pa'or penecha yahalechun. Happy are the people who know the sound of the shofar. It's not just that they know what a shofar is. It says, blessed, ashrei, happy, content, made whole. Ashrei ha'am yodei teruah, that know the sound that a shofar makes. For it says, they shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. According to this psalm, knowing the sound of the shofar is a key to knowing God and walking in his ways. Therefore, before the blasts of the shofar are incredibly important. The blasts of the shofar. It's not the shofar itself, it's the blasts of the shofar. Have you ever thought about the deeper meanings of each of the sounds? Why we do the sounds that we do and the order that we do them? Does the sound of the shofar beckon to the deepest places of your neshama? The shofar is the key to unlocking the hidden mysteries of Rosh Hashanah. For within its various cries and sounds are the stories of creation, of victory and redemption. The shofar is mentioned over a Bless you, Gesundheit. <laughs> the shofar is mentioned over a hundred times in the Bible. It's the oldest known wind instrument. It's traditionally made from a ram's horn. And why a ram's horn? 
it, to recall the Akedah, the binding of Isaac, and the allusions to Mashiach, which are both alluded to in the Rosh Hashanah readings. It also, we use a shofar when today we have trumpets and trombones and you know, very nice handmade bugles. Why do we still use a shofar? Because of its simplicity and humility. It's a simple ram's horn. And its shrill cry is meant to recall our prime evil origins and hearken us back to Gan Eden, back to the Garden of Eden, before everything went a little haywire. The primary themes of Rosh Hashanah, there are three primary themes. And each of those themes are represented in the distinct sounds of the shofar. One of the major themes of Rosh Hashanah is judgment. That's why it's also known as Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. And this is the sound of tekiah. It's the sound of assembly, a call to action. The second major theme of the high holidays and of Rosh Hashanah is teshuva, of repentance. And this is represented by the cries of shivarim and teruah, the sounds of stifled sobs and groans. And the final is the coronation of God as king and messianic redemption is the other major theme of Rosh Hashanah, which is represented by the long blast of tekiah gedolah, the and you hold it as long as you can. So let's first talk about tekiah, the very first sound that we make on the shofar. It's a call to action, a call to assemble and sound an alarm. It's to announce a message, raise awareness, or to announce judgment. Today, a shofar is considered a religious artifact and purchased at a Judaica store. But in biblical times, if you were looking to purchase a shofar, you would inquire at your local arms dealer. According to the Talmud, the shofar blasts, confuses Hasatan, and prevents him from bringing charges against God's people because he is made to believe that the Messiah has arrived and his power and influence has come to an end. So every time on Rosh Hashanah, he hears the blast of the shofar, Satan gets confused because he doesn't know, is this the arrival of Mashiach, or are they just practicing, right? <laughs> May this be the year we're not just practicing, right? On Rosh Hashanah, the shofar calls us together as a community to do teshuva. This is why the Rambam states that the, call, that the purpose of the shofar is to awake your soul from its slumber. The Rambam, Maimonides writes in Hilchot Teshuvah, Awake, you sleepers, from your sleep. Rouse yourselves, you slumberers, out of your slumber. Examine your deeds and turn to God in repentance. Remember your creator, you who are caught up in the daily round, losing sight of eternal truth. You are wasting your years in vain pursuits that neither profit nor save. Look closely at yourselves, improve your ways and your deeds, abandon your evil ways, your unworthy schemes, every one of you. Teshuva requires action, and the shofar calls us to act. We cannot sit idly by when the alarm goes out. It's the purpose of it. On, on Rosh Hashanah, the shofar is sounded to shake us up and call us to action. The next two sets of sounds, the shivarim and teruah, are broken up. 
They're the sound of stifled sobs and groans, the sound of crying. Commenting on the verse from Psalms that we talked about earlier, about knowing the sound of shofar, the Hasidic master known as the Degel Machane Ephraim taught that knowing the truah means allowing our hearts to be shattered in order to open ourselves to the light of the divine presence. And why? Because true repentance requires a heartbreak. For as the Kotzka Rebbe taught, there is nothing as whole as a broken heart. Teshuvah, as we've talked about over and over again in the recent weeks leading up to the high holidays, means to turn. The shofar calls our neshamot, our souls, to repentance. It calls us to the deepest places within ourselves, to the mysteries of existence, to the wisdom of Mashiach, and to the most intricate works of creation. A major theme of the high holidays is that the gates of repentance are always open to the prayers of the righteous. This is the message of the Torah service reading on Rosh Hashanah, to pray without ceasing. The one theme that ties it all together is desperation. That these people, whether it's Sarah and Avraham, whether it's Hagar, whose child is dying in the desert, and whether it's Hannah, who is so desperate to have a child, that there is a desperation. And this is one of the reasons that we read it at Rosh Hashanah. That if we want God to hear our cries at this time, we have to be desperate. We need to keep knocking until God answers. For the prayers of a righteous person availeth much, James writes in his fifth chapter. While Rosh Hashanah prayers are solemn and serious, they are also filled with joy and hope. And you feel that through Rosh Hashanah. For Judaism teaches that God is ready and very willing to forgive the transgressions of those who come to him in sincere repentance. Which leads us to the final blast, the final sound that we make on a shofar, the tekiah gedolah, which is victory, coronation, and messianic redemption. This is the sound that we hear when our prayers have been answered. It's, the, it's sounded to announce victory. It's the sound of triumph. That is why it is associated with victory, coronation, and messianic redemption, because it is the sound of divine forgiveness. And this is why we sound to at the very end of Yom Kippur. When we've started, you know, seeking God even deeper on Rosh Hashanah, and we go through the 10 days of Ah, and we go through all of the prayer and fasting on Yom Kippur, we end with to It's the very last sound that we hear because it's that announcement that God has heard our prayers. And we have once again been sealed for another year in the book of life. It is that sound, the tekiah which will go forth at the coronation of our king. Therefore, this is why tekiah will be sounded to announce the arrival of Mashiach. In 1 Thessalonians 4, as it states, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven and with a rousing cry and with a call from one of the ruling angels and with God's shofar, those who died united with the Messiah will be the first to rise. Then we who are left still alive will be caught up with him in the air and thus we will always be with the Lord. So encourage each other with these words. We talked about last night how, right? The only other time that we hear about this heavenly shofar blast was where? 
Mount Sinai, right? And here, it makes it very, very clear in the Greek that the shofar is not belonging to people. This is God's shofar blast. This is a heavenly shofar blast that goes out that when we hear that blast, which every, says everybody will hear, every eye will see and every tongue confess that Yeshua is Lord, right? So through Tekiah, God has sounded an alert to us this morning, and it's time to respond. God has called us to action. Something is not right, and we need to fix it. That's what's going on. God is calling us, saying something's not right, and we need to fix it. But if we are willing to respond and do the difficult work that Teshuvah requires of us, the Psalms promises that the reward will be great. As Psalms states, happy are those who know the sound of the shofar, for they will walk in the light of Hashem. To know the sound of the shofar is to know the voice of God, but it is also a call to action. Through the truah and shevarim sounds, we must understand that true repentance requires a full turning to God. There is no halfway. One of the greatest rebukes of the communities in Revelation is that of Laodicea, right? Because they were lukewarm. He said, I, ra- I would much rather that you were either hot or cold, but because you're only lukewarm, I spit you out. There is no halfway. We must pour out our hearts in repentance to truly turn away from that which is evil and return to what is holy and right. Our hearts must be shattered. That the shattering The crying, our hearts must be shattered so that God can put the pieces back together the way they should be. And like our ancestors, we must never give up. We must continue crying until we get an answer. If you are broken or you need to be broken, it is time to let the sound of the shofar pierce the deepest recesses of your soul. Finally, Tekiah Gedolah, that final shofar blast, reminds us that victory is indeed at hand. God has already given us the victory, but we must take hold of it. On Rosh Hashanah, we proclaim the coronation of our king. Mashiach is coming. Will we be ready? On Rosh Hashanah, we strip everything back down to the basics. The humble and primeval blast of a simple ram's horn is the, perfect ta- is the perfect sound to lead the way toward an inventory of our souls and to return unto Hashem. As I mentioned last night, as Rabbi Jonathan Sachs teaches us, on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the holiest days of a holy people, God summons us to greatness. As the shofar has sounded again today, Throughout the service, let its shrill cry beckon your souls to repentance, toward intimacy, and let's prepare ourselves to meet with our beloved King and Messiah, Maran Ata, come Adon Yeshua. Lashana Tovah Tikatevu, may each and every one of you be inscribed for a sweet new year, and may this be the year that we truly merit the return of our Messiah. Chag Sameach. I'd like to invite Ron up. Speaking of Mashiach <laughs> and the excitement of what it will be like when Mashiach returns, Ron is going to introduce the men's dance. <laughs>